ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The Alice Springs summer air is hot. There's no breeze in sight. When I walk into the local hospital, apart from the rush of aircon that greets me, I'm struck by a sparkly, energetic woman wearing a low grey bun and pink and blue glasses. Nisa Kings is 70 years old and so full of zest for what she's calling her retirement career. My name's Elsa Silberstein. This is the Make Me Feel Good podcast. Make Me Feel Good, the podcast. If I had met Nisa a couple of years earlier, I would have met a high flyer at a multinational corporation. Yeah, I really liked the pace, I liked the reward, I liked the intellectual stimulation of it all. Probably every eight weeks or so I'd be going overseas, so I'd worked in in Singapore and Hong Kong, um, India, a little bit in Japan, Philippines, you know, 2am calls and 11pm calls. Like many women born around the 1950s, She'd started her career 30 years ago as a nurse, and she loved it. It was just that making people feel safe, feel heard, feel cared about when they're at their most vulnerable. But life, travel and opportunities offered themselves to Nisa over the years. And by the time her husband got sick, she was at an American financial company, flying across the world and trying to juggle a lot. My husband had been diagnosed at a young age in, in the early 50 um, with young onset Parkinson's and dementia. So I had been working, he couldn't work after a couple of years, so I'd been working full time supporting um, our son and, and him. We had a five year old and, um, and he couldn't work anymore, so I was supporting him as well and his deterioration with the disease. So that whole caring factor was like integrated into part of my life as well. In the last six months, it became really tough. He was not safe anymore for me or for him. I found him in the swimming pool at two in the morning one time. And then my, my job asked me to travel and I had to go to the Philippines for a month, six weeks. And so we got him into some respite care in a local nursing home. And when I got back, they just said, because I thought I'd be bringing him home, and they just said, Nisi, he's way too advanced, he's, he's quite significant. Sadly, six months later, he had a, a fall and he, he ended up dying. And um, as often happens when people have been long-time carers, I've since found out that it's not unusual for when the stress lets go, because you're juggling a million balls, raising a son, doing a full-time job, taking care of my husband and, and advocating for him and making sure he's getting good health care. And you can't afford to get sick, I don't think. And I think your immune system knows that, so it holds you up. So I never got sick. I was very, very, very healthy all the way through. And then about six months afterwards, I had a medical problem I had something, and I went and saw my GP. He sent me for an X-ray, came back, said, that X-ray is really good, but you have pancreatic cancer. That was a lightning bolt. I didn't have symptoms at all. It just was serendipitously diagnosed. It was just happened that the x-ray caught it. So I had major surgery. They were able to go in and fortunately it hadn't spread. Yeah, that led to me stopping work because I felt like it's time to change. Nisa survived a deadly cancer. And on the other side, she found herself with a lot more time on her hands than she was used to. 
After about 18 months, so I did the classical retirement thing, spent far too much money and did a bunch of travel with my sister. So she and I went skiing. So we were going skiing to America for two weeks. It ended up being eight weeks. It was really therapeutic to have that time just to kind of decompress and allow other things in your life to come in and influence you and to think about. And I started to realize, one, I'd been given this incredible gift of having my life ahead of me in many ways. One, the health factor that that, that cancer was caught because it was definitely, for many people, it's just a death sentence. And two, I had thought my future, at least for another 10 years, was being bound to my husband. I was still his partner, I was still his advocate, I was still visiting him every day. So I had imagined I still had another 10 years of this. And all of a sudden it was like I just had this epiphany moment where I realised I've got all these years ahead of me. And here am I, I'm only 67 or something, 66 or whatever it was at the time. And what am I going to do? And I can't sit I can't sit and wait for God, you know. And I just felt like I really needed to do something purposeful and meaningful. But the challenge was, what do I want to do? Do I want to do something quite difficult in terms of like starting up a business on my own or, you know, that sort of thing, being a consultant? Because a lot of people encouraged me to do that. So I thought, nah, I'll go back and be a nurse. And it just fit, it just, it just hit my chest like, that's the right thing. That's that's what will that's what will my, light my fire, <laughs> light my boat. Nisa enrolled in a masters in nursing. She had been out of the game for thirty years, and most of her cohort were around twenty-five. I went to University of Adelaide, and I remember turning up that first day, and oh my gosh, I was terrified. <laughs> I kept. I felt so like a zit on a nose, you know, like it was so obvious. People would be wondering, what is this old lady doing here? But people, they were curious, they sat back a little initially, but within weeks it was like I was just part of the gang. And it was wonderful. I went out for drinks after lectures, we had coffee, and working with younger people here and hearing, I feel like they've broken the barrier. They've welcomed me and they've just accepted me and how I've been. This 70-year-old grad student is very passionate about adventures, the future and possibilities over 60. She says it's no time to lie on the couch. It's been wonderful. It's been invigorating. Nice is about to finish up her rotation at this hospital. She and her sister are riding motorbikes across the Nullarbor before she starts work again. She seems to be energised by the connection she can have with patients as a nurse. Like this one Indigenous woman she was working with recently. She has really pronounced dementia. I mean, really seriously off the chart. She doesn't speak English. She only speaks language, bush language. She goes from being as sweet as could be to being as aggressive as could be. So I, I was taking, it was my turn to take care of her for the day. And uh, I decided to take her outside for some, a walk outside into the um, courtyards. And we, I was a bit worried. I didn't want to be caught in a public arena having to kind of uh, force her back. but. We were walking down the corridor and she put her arm around my waist and she just put her head on my shoulder. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Even though she was so demented, she knew that I cared and, and uh, I felt really good, amazing.
ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.